everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming solar eclipse on April 30th, 2022. Before we get started, I always like to remind you all that I use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. This means that I use the astronomical and literal placement of the planets at any given moment in time. If you would like to calculate your Vedic sidereal birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga. Click on offerings and then chart to see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth. And if you would like to learn the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, go to my website, click on media, and then astrology now where you can find an embedded podcast that will share a lot of the differences between Western and Vedic astrology. So as I mentioned, this is our first eclipse of 2022. And we have been experiencing so much shift, so much change. If you listened to my April horoscope, we've been experiencing so many big transits. We are moving into an entirely different climate, an entirely different social environment. And by the time this podcast posts, Saturn would have also entered into Aquarius, which I'll be sure to make an entire segment on. Um, but this is really big. It's big for Saturn to move into Aquarius for a couple of months. It'll retrograde back, but for now, it's a big deal that Jupiter is in Pisces. And again, it is a huge event to have an eclipse because the eclipses involve the luminaries. The sun and the moon both have to do with consciousness. The sun is Purusha, which is essentially limitless consciousness. And the moon is Prakriti, which is material reality, that which is created. So it's the yin and the yang that perpetuate life. And we have the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu who bind us to material reality while also trying to liberate us from the cycle of death and rebirth, liberate us from material desire, liberate us from attachment to this plane. And so when these come together, really big shifts occur. And I want to remind you all that in the story of Rahu and Ketu, first of all, the, the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu do not like the sun and the moon. They are enemies. And this goes way back. We're not going to tell that story today, but I will say that every time we have an eclipse, it's said that Rahu is trying to seek revenge on the sun and the moon. And remember that Rahu is the head without a body. And so he approaches the luminaries and it's said that he swallows them. And that is when, you know, either the sun or the moon goes dark. And then, of course, the luminaries are then born again because they pass right through him because he's the head without a body. So he'll swallow them. They'll go dark and then they'll pass through. So it's this interesting encounter that has this underlying energy of revenge <laughs> and of um, being 
at odds. So again, in Vedic tradition, an eclipse is not an auspicious time. It's not an auspicious time to begin anything new, not to start any new projects, which I have a better date for you. So if you've been wanting to start something new, hold tight, we'll talk about it. But this April 30th, is not a good time to make any life-altering big decisions. I always tell people, for the love of everything beautiful in life, do not start dating somebody on the eclipse. I've done it. Horrible decision. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't start a business. Don't start a project. Don't publish anything to the world. The eclipse is a time of laying low and turning inwards and practicing personal introspection. And this eclipse specifically is about restraint, which we'll talk more about. But I want to say that a few days after this podcast post, we have a beautiful auspicious day, one of my favorite days of the year. It's Akshaya Tritya. And Akshaya Tritya is when the sun and the moon are both exalted. So if we were to look up in the night sky, we would see the sun in Aries exalted. We would see the moon in Taurus exalted. And this is said to be when Brahma, Brahma is the creator, created the universe. And anything done on this auspicious day is said to grow and expand and succeed. So it's blessed, anything that we start. And so this is going to be between May 2nd and May 3rd, kind of like later in the day on the 2nd into May 3rd. So if you are wanting to start something or set a new intention or work towards a new goal or change a lifestyle or a habit, This truly is such an ideal time. So again, investments, commitments, intentions, goals, aspirations, purchases, projects, the strength and the fortitude is going to be greatly multiplied. So very, very auspicious day. So if you were really hoping to set an intention on the eclipse, hold off, take advantage of Akshaya Tritya instead. (laughs) And so talking a little bit more about the solar eclipse. So the solar eclipse is when the moon and the sun are together. So it's a similar configuration as a new moon. But of course, this time the sun and the moon are also sitting with Rahu. And during this period of time, Uranus will be sitting here as well. And the moon will be in the sidereal sign of Aries. This is a fire sign. It's a cardinal sign. A lot changes. A lot moves. And during eclipses, these events usually act as catalysts of change. They can act as catalysts of change in our own life, but it can also be globally. And it can be incredibly karmic. Rahu is forward futuristic. K2 is past. So we may find these things come up for us, what we are trying to do versus things from the past that are either coming up or holding us back or influencing us in some regard. I wanted to add that in as well. So again, 
Aries is amplifying that energy because Aries is a cardinal sign. It's a fire sign. It gets things done. It's very initiating, pioneering. There's a spark of energy and initiative. And Aries is also very independent. It's very self-centered. It can be selfish. (laughs) It can be a little immature at times. And Aries is the sign that introduces new things. And again, it gets things going. It is the initiator. It's the inspirer. It's a leader. It's the first sign of the zodiac. And then, of course, we want to look even deeper than that. And in the Vedic system, this moon will be in the nakshatra of Barney. And Barney is the star of restraint. And it has this association to, to bear, like to bear down. And first of all, Barney is ruled by Venus. So now we have this combination of Aries, which is Mars, Barney, which is Venus. Again, yin and yang energy, polarities in a sense. And it's also very passionate. And Venus amplifies the creative spark, the Venusian spark beauty, luxury, innovation, creation. And the symbol for Barney is the yoni, which is the female sex organ. The deity of Barney is one of my very favorites, who is Yama. And Yama is the god of death. But he is known for his ethics and his virtue. Yama is actually said in Vedic thought, to be the first person to have ever died and so he was the first person who ever died he is known for his ethics he's known for his moral he has this connection to justice order dharma which is the rules and regulations that govern our universe and keep it in harmony therefore what better person to choose or what better god to choose to have the responsibility of determining what happens to our souls when we pass. (laughs) And so Yama is that deity. He is the one who ushers souls into new incarnations. So as we slip from this material world, we would meet Yama and Yama determines where we go to maintain this balance of, of karmic matter to maintain harmony in this universal law. So there is this connection again to death and rebirth, just like the female sex organ, the yoni. And there's also this emphasis on how the reproductive organ is the medium that brings life into this world. So it's almost a collaborator with Yama in a sense, helping to bring these souls back into this material plane. And so very, very powerful, very powerful nakshatra. It is associated to major breakthroughs. And so people who have this nakshatra strong are very forceful, powerful people to behold. (laughs) 
and they tend to have that Martian Venus energy so they can be very willful very independent very powerful and they can also be incredibly creative and incredibly innovative so that energy is going to be about us but on a global level having an eclipse in this powerful sign it can bring about these matters it can bring about these karmic matters. And I would say to be extra mindful, be mindful of accidents, be mindful of injury, notice global affairs because people may feel irritable. They may feel angry. They may feel aggressive. And there may be this connection to life and death in some way. This nakshatra can also be associated to women and women's health. There could be something come up around reproductive health that kind of stirs things a bit. So that is something to have on your radar as well. Something else about the nakshatra of Barney is that it has this connection to discipline and commitment. It tends to have so much energy that if discipline and commitment are not applied, it's just kind of like scattered and it loses focus. So this nakshatra can create amazing things with discipline and with structure. And so I spent some time contemplating this nakshatra on my walk with my dog, as always. And what I was thinking about was this connection to life and death. And how even if we're not literally dying, our life has series of births and deaths, of openings and closings. And I was also thinking about how everything that we do, every action that we take is either contributing to or acting as a detriment to the life that we are wanting to create. And the way that I approach wellness, physical wellness, is that everything that I do with my body, rather it's an environment, something I'm eating, a person I'm engaging with, conversation, something I'm watching, something I'm listening to, it's either adding to my health and wellness or it's acting as a detriment to my health and wellness. So that is something to think about. Are you exposing yourself to things that are giving you life emotionally, mentally, physically, or are you exposing yourself to things that are adding that energy of tamas, that inertia, that drain, maybe even darkness, heaviness? And again, when you take a few steps back from your life and you think about what you want to create, are the actions that you're taking in every moment contributing or are they deterring you from that path because again this nakshatra it's self-restraint it's self-discipline it's commitment the final thing that I'll share that I was contemplating is how we truly are the creators of our life there are external factors there are external factors that are beyond our control and one of the most valuable things that has ever happened to me is learning how to take radical personal responsibility. I'm not perfect at it, but I'll tell you that the practice itself has changed my life. So in every moment when I feel upset or dissatisfied, angry, I remind myself 
that I'm a co-creator? And what have I done to actively participate in this? And this is like a silly example, but I got into my car today and I was like taking my cat somewhere and I was like, my car is a mess. And immediately I was like, it's messy because you didn't clean it. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's my fault. Okay. I'll clean it when I get home, you know? So it's just like, it's small moments like that where it's like, there's a complaint or there's a dissatisfaction or something isn't right. In that moment, catch yourself, ask yourself, how are you actively participating in this? How did you create this? And what can you do to change it to bring more satisfaction? And the biggest one is like interaction with other people. If you're having an argument or you're having, you know, tension in some way, it's like, how are we contributing to this tension? How are we creating it? Because it's not just this other person's fault. It's not anyone else's fault. The majority of the time, what is happening is at least 50% ours. If it's not 50%, it's 75%, 90%, 100%. When we can take that radical personal responsibility, everything in life is going to shift. Everything in life is going to change. At least it did for me. So I do hope that that is helpful because that's what this nakshatra really is all about. It's maintaining that discipline and that commitment and harnessing self-restraint and of course yama you know he is the deity of justice of order of dharma and when we take responsibility for our own actions our own thoughts we're taking complete responsibility for our life and kind of maintaining actual justice and try instead of trying to pass the blame to someone else and so looking at the day as a whole Um, this is going to be intense and the new moon is usually a time of lower energy of feeling a little bit of, you know, maybe loss of vitality or cloudiness, not feeling as clear, not feeling as present. So it's really important to be mindful and compassionate with yourself, be mindful and compassionate with other people, be super mindful of conflicts that may arise because this is a really hot energy. It could bring sudden events. It could bring sudden flux of emotion. And so again, in the world at large, notice because there could be something suddenly that arises in our own personal life. Same thing. There could be something that suddenly pops up. It could be that we have a conflict or someone in our life is feeling lack of contentment. And because all of this is in Aries, it can definitely bring a heat and an irritation and maybe even a critical nature to it. And Aries, again, it can be self-centered. It can be immature. So notice if that energy is arising. Are we being too self-centered? Are we not taking time to be a little bit more mature? (laughs) And what do we need to do? Do we need to take more space to cool down? Do we need to talk things out? Do we need to seek counsel? And then when it comes to the self-centeredness, As I keep mentioning with Aries season, it's a good time to stand out and it's a good time to take up space and to let yourself shine. And we want to allow the balance. We want to hear others out. We want to create space for them. And we certainly don't want to create conflict 
because of the inability to see outside of ourselves. Because there's always a time and place for the self. And in this path of spirituality, in this path of yoga, which means union, it's learning to understand others. And it's using other people as a mirror to see ourselves. So if any conflict arises, if there is anything that is turbulent between you and someone else, rather it be a parent or a child or a partner or a boss or whoever, notice what you can learn from them about yourself, about ourselves, because I need to watch this as well. (laughs) But in those moments, when we get critiqued, you know, when we get feedback that isn't exactly what we want to hear, again, this is an opportunity to take radical responsibility and hear what the other person is saying and see if there is any truth in it. And we can utilize those lessons and those observations from others as a catalyst of our own development and growth as a human being. And this is the balance of Aries and Libra. Staying committed to the self, connected to the self, self-fortitude, never abandoning the self for anything, and allowing the other to reveal deeper parts of ourself that we may not be aware of. Because think about it, without anyone else, without teachers or friends or family members, our self-awareness would be very limited. It's those individuals who act as little mirrors that really help create the catalysts of our growth. And so notice if anything comes up and you get really, really triggered, take your time. It doesn't need to happen right away, but just notice if there is anything in that that can reveal a part of yourself. Taking a brief look at the rest of the night sky, Saturn would have just moved into Aquarius. Saturn moves into Aquarius just a few days before the eclipse, meaning that Saturn is also aspecting this eclipse contributing to the intensity and remember that Saturn is debilitated in Aries so when Saturn is casting its glance on Aries it kind of creates that type of energy so it can again contribute to some of the intensity it can also contribute to some maybe like OCD or obsessive compulsive stuff maybe some irrational fears or phobias may kind of creep in But it is going to amplify the diligence and the um, commitment that I was talking about earlier. This is the time to recommit to ourselves to create the life that we want in every action. And, you know, on a global level, this is definitely creating some intensity, definitely a lot of change. Aries is a cardinal sign. It gets things done. So things start changing rapidly. And that is something to watch out for. On the day of the eclipse, on April 30th, we are having a planetary war between Jupiter and Venus. They are in the exact same degree. And this is very powerful because both of these planets feel so comfortable here. Jupiter rules Pisces. Venus is exalted in Pisces. Pisces is the sign that is artistic and creative. So when Venus comes into Pisces, it feels free to express and to create and to flow. Jupiter, which is all about expansion and also philosophy, Pisces is incredibly philosophical and incredibly spiritual. So Jupiter rules Pisces. 
So both of these planets feel incredibly comfortable. They're both incredibly strong. Jupiter is the guru. Venus is Shukracharya, meaning Venus is also a preacher. Venus is also a teacher. And when we look at the story of the planets, Jupiter is a ruler of a camp. And Venus is also a ruler of a camp, meaning they both have this leadership position, but they are kind of at odds. They are not friends according to the traditional system. And so this can definitely create tension on this day. Be really mindful of this type of energy playing out, right? We are seeing a clash of leaders. We are seeing a clash of power. And so keep an eye out on this day. In our own personal lives, this is a fantastic time for studying philosophy and really getting clarity on our beliefs. It is also a time to show up with devotion, show up with diligence when it comes to our spirituality. Like if you're wanting to have a meditation practice or a yoga practice, a breath work practice, like now's the time to actually be doing it. Really putting forth the effort and the devotion into that spiritual pursuit. Anything that you learn during this period may influence you even more deeply in a spiritual way. Pisces is the deep spiritual sign. It's the final sign of the zodiac. It is the sign that is urging us towards moksha or liberation. So any study in transcendental texts, any study with the Vedas or the Puranic texts or um, occult science, mysticism, magic, herbalism, astrology, tarot, all of these things, it's such a powerful time to study and to absorb information. It's also an incredible time for art and creativity. It doesn't matter if you're a painter or a writer or you compose music or you sculpt anything creative, such a powerful time to get your message across in a way that maybe has never been done before. And again, don't do anything on the eclipse. But with all of this energy in Barney, Barney is the breakthroughs. You know, it's things that haven't been done, things that haven't been pioneered. So it's so innovative, so creative. So that kind of adds fuel to your creative fire if you are a creative person. And creativity, you know, doesn't have to be a standard art. There are so many ways to be creative. So have that in the back of your mind as well. The final thing I'll say is that Mars is aspecting Mercury. So we should all be mindful of our communication, which I've already said like a million times. And Mars and Mercury kind of creates this like lawyer effect where we get like really strongly adamant to argue our points, which is beautiful. Globally, we may see people exerting that type of energy. In our own personal life, there may be some event that kind of evokes that spirit in us. So just make sure that your battles are worth fighting. So that is what I will say. I know that I mentioned this already. Please do not start anything new on the eclipse. Don't do what I've done. (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying this. I've done it so that y'all don't have to. Okay. And also make sure to watch out again for May 2nd and May 3rd. Such a beautiful time for actually beginning something new and setting new intentions and setting forth into a new project. So I hope 
that this was helpful. I hope that you found it supportive. If you would like to join my Patreon to get weekly horoscopes, it's patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. My website is innerknowing.yoga, and I'd love to see you on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.